Hello and welcome to The Disaster Files. I'm your host, Jacob. Today we are doing a bonus episode, which is going to be all about what the hell is happening with all these volcanoes at the minute. So we're going to be talking about three volcanoes in particular. We're going to talk about the eruption that you've all probably seen happening in La Soufre on the island of St. Vincent in the Caribbean. We're going to talk about Gaddafia in Iceland that has erupted a, over the last couple of weeks. And then talk a little bit about Bacaya Volcano in Guatemala as well. So uh, stick around and I hope you enjoy this little bonus episode. Just before the bonus episode begins as well, I just want to say a very quick thank you for all the support that I've had after last week's first episode on Mount St. Helens. I've truly been overwhelmed with sort of the positive response to it. I'm really happy people have enjoyed the episode and uh, I really, you know, I, I'm really proud of myself as well for, for taking the leap and doing it. Um, so going forward, I'm planning on releasing those sorts of case study episodes uh, once a fortnight. Um, and then occasionally I'll do these little bonus episodes when uh, an event has happened around the world of importance. And then also I'm going to do a few extra episodes, a few Q&A episodes and a few sort of get to know me episodes as well. Uh, any sort of suggestions, anything you want me to talk about on the podcast and any recommendations on how I can improve the podcast, please send me an email at thedisasterfilespod uh, at gmail.com. And then follow me on Instagram at The Disaster Files. And yeah, I hope you enjoy today's episode. And again, thank you so much for the support. Bonus episode. What the hell is happening with all these volcanoes? So the first volcano I'm going to start talking about in this extra episode is the La Soufre volcano, which is found on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent. So, this volcano started explosively erupting on 9th of April at about 8.41am. Now, this eruption didn't come as a massive surprise, because since December 2020, a sort of strange, glooping, massive lava has been oozing from the top of the volcano. So, because this volcano has been so well monitored, since this uh, sort of lava dome started to form, uh, a lot of the real hazards that could have happened, and have happened in previous eruptions, have actually not so much been felt. But there has been some absolutely shocking videos coming out from uh, the Caribbean islands and from surrounding islands as well, showing sort of the amount of ash and debris that has been uh, erupted quite explosively out of the volcano now. So, um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this volcano is sort of picking up a little bit of prominence now in the press, and people are becoming quite aware of the sort of significant hazards of ashfall, volcanic bombs, and as of today... Uh, pyroclastic flows have started to uh, form due to the dome collapsing. Um, but what is sort of the best thing that's coming out of this is that because it was such a well-monitored volcano, volcanologists and the uh, disaster management agency on St. Vincent, they had evacuated those at the highest risk, risk which is about twenty to 30,000 people. So with these people uh, evacuated out of the zones which are most hazardous, the ones that are sort of closest to the volcano, uh, at the sort of the, down the flanks of the volcano as well, 
that has potentially saved thousands of lives. And this volcano has been known to kill thousands in uh, previous eruptions. So this current eruption, we don't know how long it's going to last for. We don't know if it's going to last for a couple of weeks. It could last for months. Um, and it could continue to be explosive. It could get more explosive. It might die down a little bit and then increase in explosivity again. We just don't know. All we know is that currently, at the moment, there is a source of magma underneath the volcano. And it is rising rapidly to the surface. And that is causing uh, this quite large explosive eruption. Now, the reason why this volcano, La Soufrie, has these quite big explosive eruptions is because it has a very different magma type than what we're going to see when we're talking about our other eruption, which is in Iceland. So the magma that we get here is called basaltic andesite. Basically, this stuff is quite sticky. It's very viscous, which means that it's much more difficult for any gas that is trapped within that magma to escape. Whereas the magmas that we see on Hawaii and in Iceland, they are very fluid. And so that gas can escape out much easier. In these more viscous magmas, when that gas tries to escape, typically what happens is that it starts to expand, putting a lot of pressure on the magma. But uh, it can't get out because of that viscosity that's there. And so when it does finally escape, it typically escapes in a very dramatic and explosive style. Now, the start of this eruption, it was effusive. It was sort of having this lava dome being created, uh, this very sort of sticky magma oozing out of the ground and growing in size. Um, and then it suddenly has changed quite rapidly. Now, they saw this change was coming because there was an increase in earthquakes. There was increase of swarms of earthquakes as well, which showed that there definitely was some movement in the subsurface. And so often this means that it's probably quite gas-rich magma rising quite speedily towards the surface. But again, you can't always put a sort of specific time on when this is going to happen. Luckily, um, they got the timing right. They issued these evacuation alerts on the 8th. Um, they were just sent out across social media, across television, across radio. Uh, police in the north of the island spread word as well. And so when the eruption did happen the next day and the first big ash plume, which was six miles high... Um, a lot of people were saved and about 20,000 people in the so-called red zone which is the most sort of threatened area uh, were uh, very rapidly uh, evacuated and about an additional 10,000 people in the orange zone as well now I'm not going to try and say that I'm an expert on this volcano I'm really not there are some fantastic volcanologists on Twitter that I really recommend you giving a follow uh, one of those is Jasmine Scarlett, who is a social and historical volcanologist, and I will uh, read her at out a little bit in a little bit, just so you can go and give her a follow on Twitter. She has some family that live on St. Vincent, and she was inspired to become a volcanologist because of the story of La Soufrie. Um So I think that she's probably one of the most sort of one of those people that's really quite clear in talking about what is happening. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because this idea that there have been volcanic eruptions in the past where miscommunications and so-called fake news have been spread around. 
and because of that people have ended up being killed in these uh in these zones and um, because they've been hoping to go and see these lava flows and go and see all this beautiful lava however um a lot of the time what they're getting confused with is that these aren't lava flows a lot of the time these are pyroclastic flows these could be lahars which are very difficult to escape and when you get trapped in them it is pretty much certain death um so it's really really important that we are putting sort of a message out there and saying these aren't lava flows you need to get away from these areas because if you get trapped there's no way you're getting out again um and so that's why i really wanted to come on and talk about this this eruption today now this volcano is has been extremely well man managed and monitored and that's really been fantastic in saving lives and in some countries, it might not have been so well managed and well monitored. Um, and it will be interesting to see how the rest of this eruption plays out over the coming weeks. And in a couple of weeks' time, I'll probably come back on and do a little bit more, um, update you all on what is happening out. But what I recommend is uh, have a look out on Twitter, uh, have a look on the news. Uh, Nat Geo has got some fantastic articles as well. And really have a look about what's actually happening in St. Vincent. And also have a look and see about how you can help out if you have got a spare bit of money. If you see that there is a um, call for relief and for donations for aid. Then I really do encourage people to uh, have a look out for the people out in St. Vincent. And just keep them in your thoughts as well. So for some fantastic updates on the Lasso Frey Volcano. I really recommend giving Dr. Jasmine Scarlett a follow on Twitter uh, and her uh, their at is at Scarlett, S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T underscore Jasmine, J-A-Z-M-I-N. They are fantastically communicating on Twitter all about what is happening Um in St. Vincent's and with the Lasso Free Volcano and they've also got some threads on uh, verified places to send relief uh, items and funds as well so go give her a follow and have a look out at her tweets um, and the fantastic work she's doing in really effective uh, communications. So in this second part, I'm going to be talking about the eruptive activity that's happening on the Reykjans Peninsula of Iceland. So this peninsula has been shaking for about 15 months. They've had about 50,000 earthquakes in the last three weeks alone. And a couple of weeks ago, finally, finally, magma made its way to the surface and erupted as lava. So on Friday the 19th of March at around 8.45pm local time, this molten rock first breached the surface in a valley near a flat-topped mountain called Fagradasfjall. Excuse the pronunciation, it is Icelandic. Um, so it's in a relatively remote region in Iceland and you could see this incandescent spatter erupting along a crack in the earth scorching the soil and starting to produce quite large lava flows in the area 
Now, when the eruption first started, it was a relatively small amount of lava confined to a series of uh, valleys, and it's very unlikely that it will affect any population centres, um, because this molten rock, this lava in this area, is extremely fluid, and therefore the gases won't get trapped, and it's not erupting into water or ice, so it's very unlikely to, be, to become explosive at this current point in time and then create sort of any hazards like an ash plume or volcanic bombs. So there's a chance that this eruption could happen for a few more weeks, it could happen for months, it could happen for, for ages. We just don't know. But this is the first time this area of Iceland has experienced volcanic activity in about 800 years, so it's quite a significant eruption. And it's a very different eruption to sort of one of the last very well-known eruptions that happened in Iceland. Obviously, the 2010 eruption of Eyjafjallajökull, which was very explosive. Um, it was explosive because the uh, volcano erupted underneath uh, an ice cap. Uh, so that mixing of water and magma caused quite a lot of eruptions, produced a very sustained ash column, affected Europe. But we'll talk about that another time in a future episode. So this uh, current uh, volcanic activity that is happening is stunning. It's beautiful. I'm sure lots of people have been watching the videos. You can There's a live stream of the volcano um, on YouTube, which you can go watch. And I will admittedly say I've sat and watched it for hours at a time because it's just mesmerizing. It's very satisfying. It's just it's nature's pure raw beauty. Um, the Icelandic people who live relatively local are extremely lucky because they've been able to go and relatively safely go and see this volcano erupting and go and see these lava flows. Um, and if it wasn't for goddamn COVID, I would have been on a flight to Iceland to go and have a look at this because wow, how just how amazing it would have been. Um, so this eruption is not one that is, it's not, you know, a dangerous eruption. It's very well monitored. Again, Iceland's very well-off country they knew that this was going to happen at some point they had felt their seismic activity increasing they saw cracks were starting to appear as well where the magma was being injected so they they knew that this was coming now again you've seen the videos you've seen the drones you've seen the fact that people are sort of standing relatively close to the area the only time that people are ordered to evacuate from the area is when a new crack opens up. And that's been happening over the last couple of, sort of the last week or so. We've seen that the main spatter cone has actually increased now to, I think, four spatter cones are now along, along the ridge, um, along the intrusion line. And so whenever a new one opens up, they evacuate the area, they do the safety checks, they have a look and see if there's any risk of any more cracks opening up mapping out where the lava flows are going. If you haven't had a chance to look at some of the amazing videos on YouTube um, and going around social media, I really highly recommend. Um, they are absolutely stunning. And it is, it's just, this is sort of similar to an eruption that we would see in Hawaii, like we saw in uh, the Kilauea eruption of 2018, um, where we get to see all this beautiful, very fluid lava flowing across the earth, creating new uh new crust uh for our for our wonderful planet um so i am not going to talk much more about this uh i think it's an eruption that 
it's it's relatively safe. It's not going to cause any major damage, and it's probably going to just teach us a lot more about our Earth. Um, and it's going to be a fantastic learning opportunity for those volcanologists who are particularly interested in that. So, the last volcano that I want to talk about is the Pacaya Volcano, which is a stratovolcano located about 15 miles south of the capital city of Guatemala, Guatemala City. Now, this volcano is one that is particularly close to my heart. I have a passion for the Guatemalan uh, volcanoes, um, and particularly uh, Pacaya, because I've climbed Pacaya. I went to Pacaya in 2019. I got to go see it erupt firsthand. I got to go and see the lava flows. And over the last couple of years, it's significantly changed. The level of activity has significantly increased. And the amount of lava flows that are being erupted are extremely large now. And these lava flows are advancing, you know, a good couple of miles now, going sort of two to three miles in length. So this eruption um, started uh, sort of, well, Pakai has sort of been continuously erupting since 1961. Um, but it has not been erupting in the same scale as what we've seen in 2021. And sort of around the end of March, there was two quite strong explosions, uh, two strong, strong eruptions that occurred. And what has been happening is that it has still been sort of erupting quite violently. And what we'd say is strombolian activity, so short-lived explosive outbursts of lava with lava fountaining, uh, lava flows, and some uh, sort of ash plumes in the air, which have been rising about 4,500 metres uh, above the volcano's McKenney summit crater, which is sort of the main crater. So what we uh, have, what, one of the biggest concerns that's been coming out of this is that these advancing lava flows, typically they'd been confined to sort of the inner crater of the volcano but over the last few years with a massive increase in activity sort of just continuous uh, lava activity what we are seeing is that these lava flows are now heading quite close to some human settlements uh, the lava flows have been crossing roads blocking roads and now they are starting to impact on uh, local coffee crops and avocado plantations and it's very likely that there are going to be some uh, small settlements around the volcano which are going to be lost to the lava flows. Which is obviously devastating for those people who live in those areas and who have lived around this volcano for potentially decades and re lived relatively safely uh, around this volcano. And now it's sort of becoming a little bit more, a little bit more active and playing up a little bit more now again some absolutely stunning uh videos and photography is coming out of these eruptions uh at uh Pikaya. now the reason why i want to support this one is that it's again it's very different from the other two eruptions that we've seen so in lasso 38 we've seen very explosive eruption from a lava dome in uh iceland we have seen very fluid lava flows and what we see in Pacaya is not so much fluid lava flows. These lava flows are a lot, a lot thicker. Um, so we are typically getting more of an RR uh, lava flow, which is a bit more of a blocky flow, which often advances a lot slower. Um, but it is still just as destructive as sort of the, uh, the lava flows that we see in Iceland as well. 
So, that is everything I sort of really want to talk about today in terms of all three of those volcanoes. It's three eruptions to keep an eye on. Um, have a look over Twitter, in the news, um, and see about what's going to be changing with these volcanoes over the coming weeks. I'll probably do another bonus episode in two, three weeks' time. If there's any significant changes, it might be a little bit earlier. But keep an eye on these volcanoes, particularly La Soufre. If you do have any spare money, please have a look for some official donation channels to donate. Uh, just a little bit of money to help the populations that have been displaced uh, may have lost their homes or their livelihoods due to that eruption. Um, but thank you very much for listening to this extra bonus episode. I am going to apologise if the the way I'm talking is a little bit funny. I have not done this scripted this time. I've sort of freelanced it. I've winged it a little bit. Um, in any normal episode, I would have a script in front of me, but I thought I just with this episode, I wanted to spend a bit of time just reading up some articles, talking about just what we can see happening at the moment in these these free eruptive centres. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's brought a bit more of awareness about what's happening in these uh, eruptions around the world and if you have any questions you can drop me a dm on instagram at the disaster files send me an email at disasterfilespod at gmail.com and again have a, a fantastic couple of weeks i'll see you again probably a week on thursday where we are going to be doing our second case study episode looking at the 2004 boxing day earthquake and tsunami Thank you very much and I'll see you again soon. I would like to thank the Sour Squid for my fantastic logo. Go give them a follow on Instagram. And remember, go have a look on Twitter, find some fantastic volcanologists to go have a follow and take a look at these eruptions in a little bit more detail. See you soon.